Hello everyone, welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I am your host, Brett Hill. Today we have a really awesome message titled, Fear Not. It's coming out of Psalm 56. I'm in the King James Version today. So if you don't have your Bibles with you, pause the podcast, run, get your Bible, come back and join us in Psalm 56. We're going to be reading the whole chapter of Psalm 56. Starting in verse 1, Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me, my enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity. In thine anger cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. And this I know, for God is for me. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God, and I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Will not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Church, I want to tell you today, if there's one thing on Satan's agenda recently in the world that we live in, it's getting the church of God's people to fear things. It's, it's getting us to be afraid of what diseases will do, what COVID will do, what the uh, economy will do, what all kinds of things that's going on, what the roar, what the war is doing over in Europe. All these things is going on where Satan is trying to use all the tactics that he can use to cause the people of God to start fearing things and of trusting in God. People in general speak fear way too frequently, such as, well, I'm afraid she's right, or I'm afraid he's right, or I'm afraid they just ain't going to make it through this one. I've seen them go through many things, but I'm just afraid this one's going to get them. Or how about this one? I'm afraid we just can't afford that. Even the church culture has gotten acquainted with using fear as a common speech. Although 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, there is a difference between speaking fear and having fear. And for a while, eventually, if you speak it long enough, the two grow together. But fear of what happens to our fleshly bodies seems to always overwhelm us to the point of fear controlling us. Now, the psalmist says here in verse 4, I have put my trust in God. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. Oh boy, we can, we can teach this and share this with others. We can put this in people's ears and we can tell it so much and sound like we got all kinds of faith that will move mountains and, and handle all kinds of situations until 
Fear grips our own soul and then all of a sudden we tend to forget all of those do not fear scriptures that we read and preach to other people. I know what the Bible says, but you know, now we're faced with the dilemma of either believing our emotions and following them or believing God's word and following him. You understand that? And I'm, I'm talking about the whole word and not just the part about fear. You know, God's word is what's supposed to dictate to us, what's supposed to lead us, what's supposed to guide us through the word and uh, and through the life that we're here to live. And when true chaos hits our lives, it's hard to stay focused on God's word for ourselves. It's, it's a lot easier to preach it to somebody else. It's a lot easier to tell somebody else that's going through chaos. Hey, just hang in there. Keep God's word under your belt. Make sure that you keep faith in God. He'll see you through it. And then all of a sudden, something hits us. In times of chaos and fear, God's word's supposed to be our strength and our courage. But when it hits us, us, all of a sudden we're facing some fear and we say, you just don't understand. You don't know what I'm going through. But church, in all times, in every single moment of our life, chaos and fear that we go through, it, it has its purpose in our lives. But God's word is supposed to be our strength and our courage. And it's supposed to be what we stand on despite what we see, despite what's going on around us. Psalms 34 verses 4 and 5 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. I want to tell you something. When you seek the Lord, he's going to answer you. When you have faith in him, when you're seeking him, just like Matthew 7 and 7 says, if you ask, you'll receive. If you seek, you shall find. If you knock, it shall be open. When we're seeking the Lord for answers, he's going to show up and answer us when he says that he will because he's faithful and just to be there for us every single time we call upon his name. The psalmist David has even said, when I pray to you, when I call out to you, when when I ask you questions, Lord, you answer me. You are faithful to answer me. Look at Psalms chapter 46, verses 1 through 3. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. In other words, it don't matter how bad the earth comes, no matter how bad the things in this world becomes, no matter how bad the circumstances get, I will not fear. Why? Because God is my refuge, not the economy in this world. God is my refuge, not the people that's not firing bombs. God is my refuge, not my government. The government don't take care of me. The government don't look after me. My God in heaven looks after me. He's my refuge. He's my present help in trouble. When things are going wrong around me, God is the one that takes care of me. Nobody else. I don't reach out to anybody else. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. In other words, it doesn't matter what is going on in this earth. I'm going to trust in God to be my refuge. I'm going to trust in God to be my strength. In the very presence of trouble, God is who I'm going to turn to. That's what the psalmist is saying in verse in chapter 46, verses 1 through 3. Now, both scriptures here that I just read, Psalms 34, 4 through 5, and Psalms 46, 1 through 3, 
Both scriptures are great to quote, but how do they become real to us? We have to have the whole word of God in our spirit. The the enemy plays on the word that we have and and the word that we are lacking. He, He knows when you know scriptures and he knows when you're lacking certain scriptures and he knows when the word is not in you concerning a certain area that you're battling with and he will play on that. He will work on that and he will make that your weakness. So the word of God needs to get in us. We need to be living it. The word of God only works in our lives if we study it enough to believe that it applies to us personally. It only works in our lives if we use it in every eventful conflict that we face and watch it prevail in those conflicts and overcome the the troubles that we're going through. The Word of God only works in our lives if we build trust in the fact that Scripture is the spoken Word of God. It never becomes effective in us and for us until we get to the place where we truly believe that God spoke it and it's not just something written that somebody wrote a long time ago to give us some good advice. So how do we do that? We face chaos and fear. We invoke the word of God. We watch the chaos and fear lead because of our faith in God's word. We go through trials. We go through tribulations, but we hold fast our profession of faith without wavering, just like Hebrews 10 and 23 tells us to do. We always lean on the word of God. We believe what the word tells us. And I I want to take another look at, at, at another verse here and see what Isaiah says about it in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 13 because he says for I the Lord your God hold your right hand and it is I who say to you fear not I am the one who helps you oh come on church if you can see yourself reaching out to hold God's hand personally if you can see his strong hand taking yours if you can see this in the spiritual realm if you can also hear his voice speaking to you fear not I'm the one who helps you church if I've got to know it's him. I've got to know that it's God that's taking care of me. I don't need to know that maybe it was Moses just writing something down. I don't need to know that it was Isaiah just saying, I'll write these words down and maybe someday somebody will use these words. i got to know that it's God's voice. i got to be in the conversation with him. i got to know that he's right there with me and feel his presence when I'm hearing his word. And that's what drives fear back, backs the devil down and sends him and his fear back to hell where it belongs and you've got to know the living word and not just the written word and there is a big difference church and I want to tell you a little bit about that today because there is the Logos word and that's words that are written down. That is words that are written, words that we read and we study and we get into us. But this is how most people believe the Bible in the church today. It is written. You know, We take the scripture where Jesus quoted to the devil when he was trying to tempt Jesus. Jesus answered the devil. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's He, he quoted written words. But we quote and we quote and we quote, but it's still written words put to memory. The Logos word has not power in our situations until it becomes the Rhema word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The Word of God. When you get to a place to where you are hearing the Word of God instead of just reading it, when you get to the place to where you hear God actually speaking to you in your spirit, you see, when the Word of God becomes so active in you that 
you hear it spoken to you personally, it becomes a personal message. It becomes a conversation between you and God and not just a book that you're reading. It becomes a conversation that God's having with you to better your life and to better your relationship with Him. And it's not something spoken to the writer as just words of wisdom that you could apply in your life someday as needed. You know, we need to know that when you start to hear God's voice speaking to you, it becomes the rhema word, the personal word spoken just to you right now, that now faith in Hebrews chapter 11, for your circumstance that you're going through, the time that you're dealing with right now, it's that word there, it's the rhema word that destroys fear and anxiety, it's that word that changes our outlook on things, it's that word that moves the mountains that we face, it's that word that makes demons tremble, it's that word that makes the devil hunt a hole when a, when a church believer comes around quoting the word of God because the devil knows that you have heard God's voice, that you're in conversation with the creator and that the creator is speaking some rhema word into you and we believe what God is speaking to us when we believe God is speaking to us. Listen, Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 22 says, You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. God fights for you with his word. When his mouth opens up, rhema word comes out. It's actions. Rhema word is something that you hear, that you believe, that you feel, and something that creates his, his creative rhema word, when he speaks into you, things start happening. And you got to hear the word of God when you're reading it off the paper. You got to hear him speaking to you in your heart and know that there's things changing. Things are happening inside of you. And he says, though an army encamped against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet still will I be confident. Why? Because God speaks to me. I believe what he says. I trust his hand to lead me. And his word is not just written to me. It's personal. It's, it's not just a note that he wrote. He's coming down and he's speaking it into my heart. He's writing it on the table of my heart. He's making it a personal conversation. He's leaving a mark in me. He's making a difference. I'm I'm." Tattooed from the inside out with God's word and my spirit hears my God when he speaks and I'm comforted and encouraged when I hear his voice. And the prophet Isaiah said it this way. Isaiah 35 and verse 4, he says, Say to those who have an anxious heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Isaiah's telling us that we need to get the confidence in the word of God, knowing that when he's speaking to you, and he says he will be there. He says he will take vengeance upon your enemies. He says that he will take care of you. He will comfort you. He will provide for you. You, we got to know that he's speaking that directly to us. Not that he spoke that to Isaiah a long time and just maybe, just maybe God may apply that to my life one day when I need him. You need to read that word and know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's no respecter of person. What he did for Isaiah, he'll do for you if you call upon his name and trust what he's saying to you. Isaiah 43 and 1 says, But now thus saith the Lord, He who created you, He who formed you, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. You belong to me. Church, you belong to God Almighty, and God wants us to be encouraged today. He wants us to be encouraged tomorrow. He wants us to be encouraged the next day when we've got to work ourselves out of this earthly realm that we live in and find ourselves living in the kingdom of God right now. We don't live in this world. We're not part of this world. We are already saved when you've called upon Jesus Christ 
Christ to come into your life, you've been saved. You're already redeemed. We're already in God's hands spiritually. And that's the only part of our lives that matter permanently. Satan is using these fear tactics on a regular basis in an attempt to pull us out of the kingdom and pull us out of the kingdom mindset. He's trying to make us believe that we are not in the kingdom. He's trying to fear us in the flesh right out of the victory that Christ handed us in a spiritual realm. Satan wants us to believe that that the two are one, that the flesh and the spirit, no matter what we're feeling in the flesh, it actually applies to the spirit too. And he wants us to know that every time that he puts anxiety in us and every time that he puts fear in us, that it applies to our spirit and that he wants us to walk away from our spiritual life. He wants us to apply our anxieties and feelings of the flesh to our spiritual lives. Why does he do that? Because he wants to defeat us. He wants to pull our faith down. Don't do it, Christians. Don't do it, church. Don't let the devil trick you into getting into the flesh with your fear. Come out from the world and be not part of it. Satan's fear tactics will make you believe that the old man is not dead yet. And when we believe that, we believe the word of God less and less. Every time we believe something the enemy tells us, our faith gets weaker. Fear exists in the flesh. You hear me? Fear exists in the flesh. Faith exists in the spirit. You can't have both and you can't live both. It'll be one or the other. You have to choose one or the other. You you can't say, well, every time that I get anxiety, I'm going to live in the flesh. But once all the troubles subside, I'll go back to trying to walk in the spirit. You can't do that. The spirits, the, the testing and the trials that we go through are there to strengthen our spirit, to cause us to crucify our flesh and to get closer to God daily. It's to build our relationship with him. And he does not want us to fall back in fear and have to start all over again all the time, falling back into fear and letting the devil get the best of us. We need to choose you this day whom we're going to serve. Walk in the spirit. He says you can't please God without having faith. If, if you're going to worship God, you got to worship him in spirit and in truth, not in faith and, or not in fear and not in the flesh. You've got to know that in your own heart. You've got to be able to deal with that. You've got to be spiritually mature enough to understand that Satan plays with your flesh. He plays with your mind. That is your weakness as a human being to try to tell you that there's no difference. You may have asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart, but nothing changed. You still have to live in the flesh. You can't walk in the spirit. Nothing changed except for you prayed some little magical prayer and Satan's always going to try to make you believe that. But when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart, a transformation took place. You stepped out of the flesh and crucified the flesh by faith and started living a spiritual life and that spiritual life is not affected by Satan anymore unless you allow yourself to be pulled back into the flesh, back into the old man and back right into the the calamity that Satan wants you to walk in. Now Jesus made this statement in Matthew 10 and 28. He said, Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather Fear him who can destroy both the soul and body in hell. God's the only one can do that. We don't need to be afraid of the devil. We don't need to be afraid of the world. We don't need to be afraid of the government. What are they going to do? Send you to heaven where you've been trying to get to anyway? What are they going to do? Put you in a firing squad and, and go ahead and kill the flesh? Something you'd be needing to do anyway is crucify the flesh. If they put your body to death, you're going to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. Don't fear those people that can destroy the flesh 
fear God himself, the one that can put your soul in hell for not living for him. The only destruction that Satan can implement on us is his trickery to pull us into the flesh and in doing so, we are not in the spirit and no longer walking in faith and without faith, like I said earlier, it is impossible to please God. So if you're battling fear, if you're battling anxiety, if you're battling something that's pulling you back into this world, if you're battling something that's making you afraid, if, if the economy's tearing you down, if, if a sickness is tearing you down, if an anxiety, if, a, if a, an addiction is tearing you down, if hardships and finances is tearing you down and you're starting to feel the anxieties of fear that the enemy's trying to put on you, remember the words that God said, fear not for I am with you. I will hold you up with my strong right hand. Do not let the enemy trick you into thinking that the enemy has hold of you, that he's got you pulled out of God's hand. Hold fast your profession of faith without wavering. God is faithful. He will always be there for you. He told us in Matthew that as long as we're seeking the kingdom first, seeking his righteousness first, we will always be provided for. We may not get the things that we want all the time, but he will never leave us lacking. He will provide food. He'll provide shelter. He'll provide comfort when we we need it. And most of all, he provides an eternal salvation that no matter what happens to this flesh, when we take the last breath in this cru in this crucial body that we live in, we'll be standing before the Lord God Almighty and our spiritual being and be spending an eternity with him forever and ever. Don't let the enemy pull you down and make him think that he's going to win just because he puts some feelings in you and causes you to fear. Amen. If you're battling those things, I want to ask you to find yourself an, an altar to kneel down today. Find you a place to pray. Ask God to come into your heart. Ask Him to strengthen you. Ask Him to remind you of these scriptures that this preacher has given you today about battling fear and not fearing the enemy. Not fearing, but, but putting faith in God and faith in what God has told you today. Rewind this podcast and play it again and again and again. Get yourself some strength in your, in your spirit so that you can overcome the temptations that the enemy has brought to you. And if you don't feel like you you can't uh, like you can't do it yourself. You're absolutely right. You can only overcome these things by allowing God's rhema word to act in you. When he's speaking to you personally, you can't read the Bible and think it's some good story. You got to know that he's talking to you. You got to know that that word's applying to you. Let it speak to you. Let it apply to you and walk it out. Watch how God will change your life. Get on your knees today. Ask Him to change your life. Ask Him to allow you to start reading the Word different from, what, from the way that you've been reading it in the past. Lord, let me hear you speaking this to me instead of me reading it to myself like it's a bedtime story. And when you start letting the Spirit of God speak, things change in your life. Listen, I hope this has been extremely helpful for you today. It's helpful for me to go back over it and renew it and just build strength in myself, even as the, the preacher and the host of this podcast, because every time that I speak God's word, it's encouragement to me as well. So I want you to rewind it and play it over and over and over. Let this, let this podcast be the strength that tells you not to fear the enemy. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next one.